Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. Learn the art of filmmaking with Spike Lee or how to bring your creative vision to life with Issa Rae. Try songwriting with Alicia Keys and cooking with Gordon Ramsay. The possibilities are endless. With over 100 world-class instructors ready to teach you, that thing you always wanted to do is closer than you think. Get 15% off your annual membership today at masterclass.com save. That's masterclass.com save. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. And another episode here, the ML Sports Platter, all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartMusic, Amazon Radio, you name it. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Those reviews and the feedback do help an awful, awful lot. I am also on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, and of course, we are brought to you by our great friends at Liverpool Physical Therapy. Don't forget, Peter and Mike and the gang doing a great job, and no doctor prescription is necessary for the first 10 physical therapy visits in New York State. Go on and over see my friends over at Liverpool Physical Therapy. They are doing a great job. LiverpoolPhysicalTherapy.com. Again, no doctor prescription is necessary for the first 10 physical therapy visits in New York State. Big thanks as well to Stanley Law Offices, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, and our terrific friends at Prestwick Golf. If you're in and around Central New York, stop by Court Street. Ed Patterson and his team do a great job with re-gripping clubs. I take mine there every single year, right after golf season in upstate New York. And oh, by the way, they do have the best of the best of the best as far as golf club lines, new and used, from TaylorMade to Titleist Ping, access to pretty much everything. Go see my friends over at Prestwick Golf. All right, here we go. These are your 2021 New York Yankees, okay? I'm recording this after Memorial Day, okay? I am recording this just off of a great walk-off win against the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays had won, what, like 16 of 17 at one point leading up to this game. I didn't think that there was any hope whatsoever in this game because, frankly, they started Tyler Glass now over in Tampa Bay. And for some reason, I don't know what it is, I don't know what they do, but they figure it out. There is some philosophy going on in there. Guy leaves, doesn't matter. Guy leaves, doesn't matter. You know what Tampa Bay is kind of reminding me of? Tampa Bay is kind of reminding me of the, the and I'll get to these New York Yankees, these are you know, for for the season uh, here in a second. But Tampa affects the Yankees a lot because they're just that much better. Uh, but, like, Tampa Bay, they make the playoffs pretty much every year. They figure out a way to get back every year. They lose people every year. They remind me of Alabama, not from the championship standpoint. Nick Saban, you know, he has assistants go left and right all the time, and then he just beats their brains out in SEC play. Kirby Smart, <clears throat> you know, the latest big-name victim at Georgia, 
and Saban just the beat goes on, right? Tampa Bay, Andrew Friedman goes to the Dodgers. No problem. Bloom. oh, now he's in Boston. Now they've got other guys in the front office. Now you look at their rotation. There's no Blake Snell. They traded him to San Diego. Now, <clears throat> Blake Snell's been bad this year, but, and I don't know if he'll be bad the whole year, but did Tampa know something somewhere? You know, did they know something? Charlie Morton, free agent, let him walk to Atlanta. Just, we don't need you. See you later, right? And the lineup, you know, Glass now is leading the staff, and the lineup is just, they always get something done. A game that's 2-2 in the late innings, they always get a clutch hit. They have analytics really in the franchise heavy, but they don't rely on them in baseball situations. Now, granted, Kevin Cash pulled Blake Snell the World Series last year and basically cemented the Silver Platter World Series to the L.A. Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers still won it, of course, but that played a major, major part. It was almost like they were you know, waving the flag, going, yep, we're done, here you go, we're pulling our pitcher. <clears throat> this is analytic world 2020. You know, this is our modern-day baseball these days with whip, whip, uh, 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 which, you know, OBP war, I don't mind as much, but, you know, your launch angle, your spin rate, your this, your that, your innings use, bullpen, all, this is our analytic world, <clears throat> you know? Give me those plus and then four-letter things that make no sense to anybody, right? But understanding simple baseball is if there's a guy on second base and one out, let's get him in. <laughs> there's a guy on second base with no out, bunt him over, get a fly out, get the run, Right? Like, get on base, <clears throat> move the base runners, and score the runs. These analytic idiots, they don't apparently understand that you still beat the other team by scoring more runs. Um, and their, their way is, of course, you know, walk, strike, out, home run. You know, let's just beat you, you know, 8-4 to four or whatever. But that's, you know, that's not baseball every night. Tampa Bay plays baseball every night. Tampa Bay, they get key hits late. Low. Uh, low, excuse me. Uh, uh, a Rosarina, you know, Choi. It seems like every time Joey Wendell comes up to the plate now, he gets a hit. <clears throat> Some of these guys don't have great averages, like Zanino, I understand, is like a 207 average as I record this. He got a bad average as well for um, uh, Kevin Kiermeyer's only hitting 214. But you know what, Kevin Kiermeyer, like every single time you look up, he gets a home run to get his team back in the game, or he gets a key hit in the gap or something. And same thing with Zanino. And they both field their position great as well. That's the other thing with Tampa, is that they play such awesome defense that, you know, if a guy is a little bit down in average, but he's kind of a hit and miss hitter, he'll hit in the clutch enough for you. He's so good defensively that he's saving runs on the other side. But the Yankees, this is the New York Yankees. Now, this was a wildly entertaining game on Tuesday night um, between the Yankees and the Rays. Tampa jumped out 2 nothing. You thought, that's it. Yankees battled back, got two runs, got another run in the fourth, and Tampa gets one in the fifth. Then it's zeros for the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth innings, of course. And we're now playing Rob Manfred clown baseball with the runner on second base to start the inning in extras. The Yankees, in the bottom of the 11th inning, they got a two-run, and it was a two-run homer because of, obviously, arcade baseball with a guy on second. Just, you know, let's keep playing stupid baseball here. Make-believe, you know, pretend world. Uh, Frazier hit the home run. 
right? He, he gets a two-run home run, and uh, that's it. And Frazier has been awful this year for the most part. Looked like for a long time, and still kind of looks like, that he forgot how to play baseball. So from the standpoint of that, it was good to see Frazier connect and come through. Uh, hit it off a good reliever in Kittridge, who is now 5-1. and one. He was 5-0 and oh leading it up to that game, and he looked like he was throwing some major heat. And the Yankee bullpen was good for the most part, right? Well, not for the most part. They were lights out. I mean, Peralta, Loizaga, Green, Chapman, and company Sessa, right? They all blanked the Rays, right? No, no earned runs. Collective six strikeouts. Domingo Armand only went five innings. The bullpen was great. The Yankees were able to come together and score runs. The Yankees were able to walk off. They were able to beat a good team. They were able to beat a division you know, club. I don't even know if they're rivals because Tampa Bay is just that much better. Um, you know, and, and look, do I believe that in the modern time here, you know, 2000, I don't know, 8, 17, 16, 15 until now, how far back do you want to go that the Rays have been better than the Yankees, the Rays have outsmarted the Yankees, the Rays have more fun playing the game than the Yankees, you can clearly see it. I do believe that. You know, the Yankees have made the ALCS multiple times. We know they got really close during the Astros cheat year. You know, Tampa has made a World Series. The Yankees have not. The Yankees have not made the World Series in 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 twelve years. I mean, it's getting it's getting brutal. And again, I don't need a World Series appearance slash a win every single year. I don't need that. If you've listened to me long enough, you know that I feel that way. The reality of the situation, however, is that with the resources the Yankees have and the cable deal and what should be a great big starting you know scouting department rather which obviously baseball teams across the board have slashed but the international access the scouting the uh, tremendous money that they have pouring in from everywhere uh, the money they give to international free agents the 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 wealth of uh, people in the game they can bring in, whether it's analytic-based or not, you know, the Yankees shouldn't be going 12 years without a World Series appearance, you know, let alone a World Series win. Yankee fans, a lot of them are the worst. I mean, they really are. The Yankee fan base is really, really brutal. There's some good Yankee fans out there. Fan bases are like that. There's good and bad and, and everything in between. But a lot of the Yankee fans, they think this team's supposed to win the, the World Series every year. You know, well, you couldn't say no to John Carlos Stanton. Well, sure you could have. Well, but he was an NL MVP. They stole him. And you moved Starlin Castro in the deal, too, which was great because we needed to make room for Glaber Torres. Fast forward to 2021. Glaber Torres doesn't even play second base. <laughs> he doesn't even play the position. He doesn't even play the position where the Yankees basically had him pegged for the next 10 to 12 years. You know, they traded Araldis Chapman in 2016. They traded Andrew Miller. Uh, in, in 2016, they did all this, uh, you know, to, to rebuild and, 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 and redo it and, and get back into contention and rebuild the farm system. And you know what? I thought for a second that Brian Cashman had figured it, it out. I really did. I was like, holy cow, this guy is moving pieces. They're getting, look at all these prospects. You hear about the bat speed and the potential and the, uh, the, the, the ceiling of Clint Frazier and Ben Heller and Justice Sheffield and Glaber Torres. I mean, all these guys, right? 
And now Clint Frazier, a guy who they messed around with back and forth and screwed up his swing as well with a launch angle and took the bat speed and tried to make it faster. Now he just overswings like everybody else on the roster. Like, okay. And, and you have Stanton. You know, and Torres doesn't even play second base. It was supposed to be out of Severino, Judge, you know, Sanchez, Torres, two or three of those guys. You know, maybe you add a couple of more here and there. And I don't care where you add them. I don't care if you add them as pitchers. Yankees can never figure out starting pitching as well. <clears throat> you know, Estevan Florial. You want to throw him in there? Fine, right? Like, it was supposed to be Andujar could be another one to throw in there, right? It was supposed to be, with all those guys, it was supposed to be three or four of those guys out of the group. Can they pan out? And it was really funny because during the Baby Bomber time, oh my goodness, we we could have a core four building, which, again, core four, I, I can't say it enough. I can't stand it. I know people, Jack Curry, the S Network, and others have explained it to me. I don't care. I don't like it. Bernie Williams is in the group. The core four is, is it should be the big five, and that's it. And I don't care if Pettit and Posada and Moe and Jeter won that last title and led all the way up to 09, and that's where, you know, the distinguished nickname took, you know, official place and all the rest, although I believe they were using it before that. But, I, no, just because Bernie Williams had been retired for a few years, it doesn't mean that you just cancel him out. No, oh, by the way, Bernie Williams had won the four World Series, you know, before that as well, right? I mean, it, it's you know, I mean, he was there for '96 and '98 and '99 and 2000. You know, he was there for, you know, the six American League pennants. He was there for all the division championships. He was there for all the 100 win seasons, right? Um, you know, just a staple, a key cog. Uh, he was there way, 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 way before Jorge Posada. I mean, he was in that early farmhand group with Jeter and and Mo Rivera and Andy Pettit. So if there's any core four, in my opinion, Bernie Williams is before Jorge Posada. And I love, uh, as Ken Singleton would say, Jorge Posada. I love, love Posada. Don't get me wrong. And as the years go on, and I see this horrific catching from Gary Sanchez, and we'll get to him in a minute too, um, it just makes you appreciate Posada even more. And all the egos he handled from Clemens to Wells to El Duque you know, to, to, to everyone else. I mean, this guy, he was great. He was clutch. He was a switch hitter. He could balance the lineup. He was a better fielder than people give him credit for. Um, <clears throat> you know, there was a, a couple of years stretch where people were pissed off because they thought that Jorge Posada couldn't really call a great game. And I was like, what are you watching here? Uh, and then I saw it a little bit, you know, where he would come down, but then, you know, his shoulder got, you know, he had injuries. Um, did that affect his mind and all the rest? Could be. I mean, the catcher, you know, position is a very dangerous and demanding position. But this Yankee team, John Carlos Stanton ain't helping at all. And by the way, in this game against Tampa, right, isn't it amazing how it's pretty much like every night because the way the Yankees are playing, it's like a must win. John Carlos Stanton just came back from the injured list. John Carlos Stanton hasn't done anything since he's come back. He had, what, 12 strikeouts since he's come back. He's overswinging. He went on that little hot streak. He is a just a small example, <clears throat> yet a prototypical example, of this Yankee team. It's a quick streak, and then 
sorry, we made you believe that maybe something could really, really happen, but, ah, we tricked you again. You know, like, we, 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 we tricked you again. Now, we're really actually not that good. Sorry. You know? And that's what this Tampa Bay, you know, this win over the Rays for me <clears throat> is. The Yankees aren't still that good. It was an impressive night, impressive game for one day only. You know, they were able to get runs in, in many different fashions. They were able to, you know, take advantage of a rare wild pitch, you know, and and LeMahieu bolted home, right? <clears throat> like those those plays were important. The Yankees still left 10 guys on base. They still went two for 11 runners in scoring position. And oh, by the way, the teams collectively went three for 21 <clears throat> with runners in scoring position and left a combined 18 on base. Tampa, you don't see that as much. Yankees, you for sure do. But you know, and Duhar, home run, you know, Frazier, home run. And then in between, you had, you know, guys getting, you know, hits and running the bases pretty well, right? And Frazier actually made an unbelievable defensive play. Uh, I think it was in the eighth inning, uh, ball I thought was going to fall. Chad Green was in, and... Uh, it was just a super play. I mean, Frazier came in from right field and just dove and and was fantastic. Um, and so, really, the Yankees did everything that you dream about on a consistent level. But what's going to happen next? What are they going to do? You know? And who can you trust in this lineup, really? I mean, I first of all, Brett Gardner is useless. Finally, are Yankee fans seeing that, you know, bringing back Brett Gardner because he's that clubhouse fixture. He's that he's that World Series holdover from 2009. He's one of the guys. He's, you know, he's good for the youngsters. Listen, the guy still runs the bases with a just a rec, I mean, reckless abandon, and he runs them well. His speed kills, there's no doubt. But he's a terrible, I mean, at this point, a couple years, you know, even last year he was making some plays in the gap. I give him credit for those. He was still, you know, he goes out and balls every game. But, you know, the new baseball, Brett Gardner jumped in and, and hit, you know, what was it, 25, 30 home runs with a new baseball. Did anybody really take that seriously? I mean, honestly, did anybody really, 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 really take that seriously? I mean, come on, man. And now the guy, he's always had a horrendous arm. His arm is, I mean, it's basically just a little, it's, it's a ramen noodle. And he's got, I mean, the fielding is horrible. He's lost all perception in the gaps and all the rest. Uh, tracking balls coming in, going out. He's awful across the board. Uh, so no arm, can't field, you know, can't do the intangibles, can't hit a lick. The only thing the guy really can do is run the bases. To me, you just have him come off the bench and run. That's all. You know, you get into the, you get into the, you know, the, uh, you get a base hit in the, in, in the ninth in the tie game, right? You put him right on, right? You just pinch run him. Go get second base, go win the game. You know, use the speed and win the game. That's the only place he can help win games for the New York Yankees. The guy, as we record this, is hitting 186, and he just doesn't know any, he doesn't know what pitch is coming at any time. Inside, outside, low, high, change up curve, slider, fastball, he has no idea what's coming. Look at, the, look at this lineup. I mean, look at these guys. 
Clint Frazier, it, I know the, well, the home run, okay, but you take that out, the guy has kind of forgotten how to play baseball. And, and again, that was why it was really good to see him do what he did against Tampa and hitting that walk-off. And Duhar has actually been hitting, I give him credit, but like, let's go through it. Frazier, Gardner, Gary Sanchez is a waste, Tyler Wade, he's too hit and miss, Giancarlo Stanton's a complete waste, Mike Ford is hitting 133 as I record this. Why is he in a Yankee uniform? Why? I defended him during a stretch because he's a left-handed bat, he can balance the lineup, and he was fielding the position really, really well. But he's useless at the plate. If you can call up someone, you know, do it. And I know Luke Voigt's going to be, um, you know, out for, for a while. There's another guy they should have traded, you know, muscle man. He's always hurt. For some reason or another, the Yankees just don't understand that Giancarlo Stanton is already there, that Aaron Judge is already there. Like, it's time to move on with somebody. Go get, you know, another pitcher. Or, or hell, you know what? God forbid, don't get another pitcher. Trade Luke Voigt for a guy who is more capable, you know, maybe can play multiple outfield positions, you know? God forbid, how about that, right? Huckam Chris Gittens, for example, Gittens, for example, isn't in a Yankee uniform. The guy is ripping it up in AAA. He's hitting home runs. He's hitting, you know, getting base hits. He's great with runners in scoring position. Call up Chris Gittens. I, I, I don't get it. You know, I, I don't get it. Or I mean, Dietrich, call them both up. You know, I mean, what's the deal? Estevan Florial came up, had a really good game, was sent back down because they needed to make room for a pitcher. Why? Leave him up. Send Brett Gardner down. Send Clint Frazier down. Although, are the Yankees, like, did, did they get offended enough by the way they treated Clint Frazier where they don't want to send him down again because, you know, it's going to be another PR nightmare because the fans love him, right? And they screwed him up so bad. And, and you know, look, I, I'm not saying that None of it is on Frazier, but when the Yankees really messed up his swing, the Yankees really just haven't done well by Clint Frazier across the board. Uh, Frazier also has forgotten how to play baseball in a lot of areas, so it's twofold, but I, I blame the Yankees more. I blame the Yankees with their analytics, the launch angle, uh, you know, Clint's bat speed, and, and they try to make it a, a faster uppercut swing uh, when he was actually hitting you know, for, for average. Remember when Clint Frazier was getting all that time, then he was getting sent back down. He was getting all that time and all those at-bats and getting used to things. He didn't even know if he was going to have a regular position. He was just kind of, he was pulled in every direction. The guy was a yo-yo. and <clears throat> But he was hitting for average and he was hitting for power. Now, he's not even hitting for any average for the most part. He just he just swings for the fences. Now, it helped the Yankees in, in, in the game against Tampa on Tuesday night. And I get that. But Really, it's not the right way. I mean, Clint Frazier, you know, he needs to be coached better, you know, to to see the, the ball at more of a level and, and hit for average. I mean, this is just, I don't know what's happened to him. Roofnet Odor, he has a splash here, splash there. Overall, he's been horrific. I actually like the move when they brought him in because I'm like, oh, utility guy. He can play, you know, a couple different positions maybe. Hey, he's a lefty bat. Like, okay, maybe they need that. And then he just goes through these stretches. I mean, these hor- like two for 21. And I mean, come on, man. And he's hitting 194 as I record this. DJ LeMahieu, who they just gave the new contract to, had a great two years in the Bronx. And I give Brian Cashman credit on this one. 
because they basically stole him in his production for two years. I mean, it was, it was amazing, but he looks nothing like a guy who's won a batting title in both leagues. Nothing. And where is his bread buttered? With runners in scoring position. This year, he's been awful. His OBP, awful. His OPS, awful. And he's hitting leadoff where he's supposed to start things for the New York Yankees, right? He's supposed to start things off, right? His OBP and his ability, his contact to get on and, you know, let's get on and that starts the inning. Well, <clears throat> he's struggling to do that. And then when the lineup comes around and there's people on, he's struggling to get people in. Aaron Judge, Gio Urshela, mostly for the last, I don't know, three, four weeks, I, I would say Glaber Torres is in that category with really guys you can trust. At this point, uh, and, you know, <clears throat> to a degree, to a degree, there still is, despite DJ LeMahieu's struggles, there still is a belief, right, somewhere, like, oh, he's going to do it this time. He has to. He's got to come out of this, right? So, there's, you know, <clears throat> maybe I put it at three and a half, right? And I go Judge, I go Urshela, Glaber Torres, maybe like half of LeMahieu. Because I know he's been struggling, but then the other half of me is going, mm. You know, come on, come on, man. You know, like, you're going to do it. <laughs> you know, you're going to do it. But th these are the Yankees. You know, they're going to win a game like they did against Tampa. <clears throat> We're going to give people, Yankees fans, an idea that, hey, we're coming. You know? But you can't really use small sample size anymore because we're past Memorial Day, right? Like, we played all of April, all of June. You know, we're, 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 we're a ton of games into the season, <clears throat> you know, already. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with um, what happens with this month upcoming. Because July, or excuse me, June, and really part of July as well, but June is, is a month where the Yankees can do a lot, for a lot of reasons. They're playing a few teams that aren't really good. <clears throat> the Phillies are too streaky. Uh, the Royals are not good. The Twins are not good. They can take advantage of an Angel team, you know, with, with poor pitching and, and Mike Trout. That game's also, those games are also at home at the end of the month where they have to fly across country. Um... You know, but they have tough teams too, so testing the metal important. They have the A's, uh, and here's the biggie, right? Like, as I record this, they still have, you know, the series left with Tampa. By the way, Lou Gehrig Day, good job by baseball, finally doing something right. Uh, I had Jonathan Igon earlier in the week, the uh, author of the definitive Luckiest Man bio of Lou Gehrig. Uh, just was awesome stuff. Great job by Major League Baseball doing this. I'm glad the Yankees were home during Lou Gehrig Day. Uh, against Tampa, um, you know, you finish up the Tampa series, and now you have, you know, you got Boston Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Yankees got to take two or three. They got to make an early statement. They haven't faced the Red Sox yet. How good are the Red Sox? I, I don't think the Red Sox are, I mean, I give them a lot of credit, obviously. They've had a hell of a year to, you know, so far to date. But, but... You know, there's still two games behind Tampa. There's still only two and a half ahead of the Yankees. Even with the Yankees getting swept by the Tigers, the Yankees are still only four and a half out of first place and two and a half back of Boston. The Yankees need to make a real, real play, a real, real statement 
early against Boston in that series. They got to win two or three, and frankly, I almost feel like they need to sweep the series just to get it going. And by the way, the Toronto Blue Jays are no fun at all. I mean, when they're hitting, when they're roping the baseball, when they're hitting in the gaps, I don't want anything to do with this team. Vlad Guerrero Jr. right now is an MVP candidate. You know, as I record this, you know, he went 4-4 four four, uh, uh, against against Miami. You know, uh, th- this, this, is a, this team is... This team is scary offensively, period, end of discussion. And, you know, this Toronto team at a few games over 500, you know, they're, they're no joke. Vlad Guerrero Jr., by the way, he saw seven pitches in that game, and he got four hits. And his 17th home run. Like, he's just, he's absurd right now. He's, it's just, it's, it's craziness. And... I'm just looking at this and I'm going, the Yankees in June, like this is a real, real opportunity. <clears throat> you know, it's a real opportunity to make statements, gain some traction in the division, right? See how good you are. Take advantage of playing bad teams. Take advantage of Mike Trout being out for the Angels, assuming that he's still out at the end of the month. I, he will, I think he will be. Um, right, because it was like six to eight weeks. We've gone through a couple of weeks still, two, three, four. I mean, he'll be close to coming back if he's not back, but I'm assuming he's going to be out still, six to eight weeks. I think it's it's right around that time, you know. But this is an opportunity in June to really, you know, gain ground, get after it in the division, play some good teams, test your medal. And the Yankees went through that stretch, you know, they went through that stretch where they actually started hitting the baseball. And you said, okay, you know, here they come. It's the offense. Stanton was getting hot when, when Judge was done, you know, done not, and not hitting that really that well, right? And, like, Stanton, Stanton was, was hitting during that time, and there was a big stretch and all the rest. But you think about, you know, the series in May. I mean, they start out with two wins against the Tigers. Then they beat the Astros two of three. They beat the Nats two of three. They beat the Rays two of three. And that was the series where I was like, whoa, hang on a minute. They won short. You know, they won that they won that game. They can't win in the postseason. They won three one, one nothing. Ooh, here we go. You know, the Orioles, yeah, that Sunday game was brutal, losing ten to six, but they won the first two, right? They took three of four against Texas. You're like, okay, right? Like, okay, here it comes, right? The White Sox series, I think the two series, it was Tampa and the White Sox in the month of May, where I was like, okay. Maybe something's going on. Maybe they're getting snapping out of it here a little bit. But they tricked me. They tricked me just like they did in the postseason, um, you know, against against Cleveland. You know, when they they took out Cleveland and you say, oh, here they come. No, and then they just got it shoved right up their bungholes again. You know, they beat what, Cleveland last year in the postseason? You know, it's like, oh, my gosh. Here we go again with this team, right? Like, what what are we what are we doing? And then they just they just fall down. They fall down. They really do. They fall down right after that. <clears throat> the sweep of the of the Tigers was just, I mean, absolutely horrific. You know, absolutely horrific. And now we're back to the Yankees just kind <clears> of <throat> I mean, who are they? They're the team I've talked about. They're going to give you 
They lost two or three against Toronto right after that White Sox series. Then they got then they got beat, swept by the Tigers. They're the team that is going to give you the end of May garbage after they trick you, and then they're going to trick you with a little sample size. That's why I say June is the month. I mean, they're going to believe. And again, let me quickly say this again and remind. I don't think that this team is anywhere near a World Series. I don't think they're going to make it. <clears throat> I don't think they're going to get past the first round of the playoffs. I do think they're going to make the playoffs. Even if they turn it around and win the division, that's the best I think they're going to do. I've said it all along. They're not built for the regular season. They're not consistent enough. They're not good enough. They don't have enough. Uh, and they're controlled too much by the analytics. They can't hit with runners in scoring position. This is who they are. They're the splash team here, splash team there. They're going to trick you with a sweep over the White Sox. They're going to trick you winning two of three in postseason-type fashion against Tampa. And then they're going to lose to Detroit. They're going to get swept by Detroit, right? They're going to lose a Sunday game big against Baltimore. <clears throat> Those kind of losses. That's why I'm saying June, for me, is going to be the make-or-break month where I believe this team is a division champion and they're still going to get their butts kicked in the playoffs. Or it's a team that could miss the playoffs. It's, it, that's the other side of it here. So we'll see what looms in June, but, um, you know, this is who they are. This is who the New York Yankees are right now. ML Sports Platter brought to you by Welch and Company Jewelers, Rosie's Corner, your state farm agent, Matt Graham, and our great friends over <clears throat> at Western New York OTB and Batavia Downs Gaming. Make sure you visit BataviaDownsGaming.com. Go stay, go play, and go see the concert series this summer as well. It's going to be an exciting summer at Batavia Downs Gaming and Western New York OTB, of course. Get to your local OTB all over New York State. Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo, Watertown, wherever you may be in that area of the great state of New York, go to your local OTB and go place those bets for the upcoming Belmont Stakes. That, of course, happening this weekend. Should be an interesting race, of course. Western New York OTB, Batavia Downs Gaming, a proud ML Sports Platter Combo Sponsor. And, of course, thanks so much to the, to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the program as well. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports, ML Sports Platter on uh, Facebook and on Instagram. My 9-Minute with Mike Lindsley videos and hot takes, my ML Sports takes. Get those all over the major platforms like Facebook, Twitter, IGTV, YouTube, and TikTok. And you can download and subscribe to this podcast all over the major platforms where podcasts are found. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Marshalls with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> 
She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshall's. Marshall's. Introducing Venture X, Capital One's new travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.